0: Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast unlike any other. Yes, my friends, we have done it. We're back for another edition of Fairway
1: Roll.
0: The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. I am joined... As is our custom and tradition by Nate Dog himself, Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. It's a two ball today. Nate Dog and I are going to go out there and enjoy a lovely early May two ball on a Tuesday afternoon. First tee's wide open. I'm going to throw a peg in the ground and we're going to get this going. While you place your bets, download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI, it's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
1: Nate dog. How are you, buddy? Happy birthday, Mr. House. Happy hey, birthday to that's you. That's coming. I turned 40 again this week. It's very exciting. We can play some
0: golf. There's going to be golf. There's going to be vodka, probably a cheeseburger. If I'm feeling, you know, horny, I'll put some bacon on it. There and you go. I probably will be feeling horny. And that's just the way we get down at this station of life. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate you know who else's
1: birthday? Uh, is in the general vicinity of this week? Who that? Rory McElroy. Yeah, that's true. That's a real true fact. Rory, I think he's, is he a Taurus like me or no? Yeah, he just turned. So 32 it is. He's Taurus.
0: Yeah, he's Taurus. There we go. This is why every week on this podcast, since we, we resumed in the 2021 calendar year, I've asked you about Rory McElroy. He is, it, it's clear the Zodiac has him front and center in my consciousness. Somehow, Nate Doug, even though he was prominent in our minds and prominent in our hearts, we did not place any of our hard-earned cash or our, you know, trying to give out good, good selections to any of the birdie buddies out there. Not on our dance card last week. Well, we, fool we, us
1: once. Fool yeah, us 40 but... times. <laughs> right? That's what we've been up against. This
0: was the week. And, you know, we've been... The reason that I'm slightly uh, disappointed in us is because we have, through the course of this calendar year, seen opportunities to take players with pedigree at elevated odds, odds that are not uh, traditional for 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 where and it's paid off for us. Play it has. That's right.
1: And we blew this because coming into this tournament, he'd missed the cut at Augusta. He'd missed the cut at the Players. He'd missed the cut at the big boy tournament at the Genesis. So he wasn't really giving us a lot to go on. And the odds makers were starting to reflect that. And we just didn't jump on it the way that we did jump on DJ, the way that we did jump on JT, Mm. the way that we've jumped on some others this year and been right. Because what we're finding out is all it takes is three weeks of work with a new coach and a really good golfer turns it around from I'm the worst ever to I'm ready to win a golf tournament,
0: and to be fair, he's not just a really good golfer. I mean, he is—you know—the the preeminent golfer of this generation. Uh, I mean, he—he—it's—it's it's him. Also, and,
1: game representative, but yeah. Oh,
0: he—he's—he's, he's, and he's really—I
1: think I love it. Come into his own in that respect over the past two years. It's going to be hard to root against them in the Ryder Cup with Bryson and Fatrick on the other side, isn't it? No, not for me. Not All for right. me. All right. but, it was a little too far, but I, I I like him. I really like him. He uh is terrific at
0: Ryder Cup. I mean, the lasting image is is what he and, and uh Patrick Reed encountered yeah. with each other and and Rory absolutely positively clearly gets everything about what the Ryder Cup is about and how the role that he, he's
1: supposed to be playing and And you that's know, the heel and he's he, gonna go heel for two weeks in September. But other than that, he's pretty heroic, and, and he was pretty heroic this week.
0: So you mentioned the missed cuts. In between those missed cuts, there were a couple signs of things coming around. There were. Fit top 10 at, at the API at Arnold Palmer Bay Hill, yep, a place that he's that he's familiar with, right? So yep. we didn't know what to do about concession, the workday yep. event there. Was um, six that was a, there. A fill-in WGC event that was supposed to be the WGC in Mexico. They relocated it to Florida out of COVID concerns and considerations. And and we both suspect he's played concession. He'd played concession yeah. as a as a Florida resident. It wasn't a brand new track yeah. for him, but uh, a hard track and one that he got around, would you say, top six, tie for six?
1: Yeah, six. I mean, going back to the U.S. Open, he hasn't finished outside of the top 25 other than those three missed cuts we just talked about. Eighth at the U.S. Open, 21st in Vegas, 17th at the Zozo, playing alongside Mark Hubbard, BTW, 16th at Farmers, 13th at Waste. So, I mean, he's been there. He just hasn't been in the last group. He's always had that day, where you and I go, what the hell just happened? I mean, at Augusta in the fall, he opened with a 75. And we went, why can't he string it together? You know, API, he finished with a 76 after starting with a 66. So he's been around the hoop. He just hasn't been able to string it together. And he did the hard thing, which was he changed a core member of his team in the middle of the race. And it looks like it's paying off. That said, House, this wasn't a dominant Rory performance. Did we see the stats?
0: Well, let's 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 compare notes because it, it is a, a curious result. On the one hand, he was top three in the field in driving distance. He was top three in the field in greens and regulation. Mm-hmm. He was first in scrambling, fourteen out of eighteen scrambling, and he was third in strokes gained putting. So yep. those are all things that would suggest, you know, those match up with a person that goes and wins at a venue. That is regarded as as you know sort of a mini major kind of venue, and the ten under par certainly reflective of the kind of scoring we expect um, to see out of venues that are that are major like right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, our our guy Justin Ray said he tied the fewest fairways hit by a PGA Tour winner in a seventy two hole event since nineteen eighty three. He hit only a third of his fairways. and He actually lost strokes off the tee on Sunday, and that drive on 18 didn't help. But that's that's why, I mean, that shot on 18, that third shot after he took the penalty, was representative of the whole week. He was missing fairways, but then he was hitting greens, and his putting was strong enough that he was either two-putting or rolling a few in, and he didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, he was he was first in scrambling percentages at 78%. So when he did miss a green, he recovered well. And on a hard golf course, that's what you got to do. But this wasn't dominant Rory McIlroy striping at 325, 345 yards down the middle of the fairway every time, which is to say, he still got some ceiling above him.
0: Well, and and that is the thing if you're a Rory truther, as, as I am, the mix of Driving distance, top three in driving distance, along with top three in greens and regulation, and all those missed fairways that you're talking about, that suggests a comfort level, right? Because you're hitting shots out of the rough that you have to anticipate, you know, uh, a safety first kind of mentality, right? You're not because you can't control the spin out of the rough. So he was hitting lots and lots of iron shots, lots and lots of approach shots that were hitting the green. And he was hitting it to a a spot where he clearly could get himself comfortable. He was, he made every putt inside from three feet and and in, he didn't miss one of those putts the entire week and his putting, uh, you know, his his strokes gain putting top three finish. That's the thing that you always wonder about. With him now, part of what was concerning over the 2020 into 2021 portion of 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 uh, Rory's performance is we saw really bad play from him um, on approach shots. Right, uh, Brandel Chamblee in the in the lead up to the Masters did his wedges uh, a review and his yeah, but from 100 to 125 and from 125 to 150. He was terrible for a stretch of time,
1: yeah, but looks like some of that got worked out. It does feel that way. The stats uh, were promising but not perfect. And so the way that we think about him heading into the PGA is interesting because he's still got some more work to do with that driver. You know, the flip side is, if you're not putting well, it's impossible to win on on a surface like that. I mean, Abe answer was first on approach. He gained almost seven and a half strokes. He was eighth off the tee. So both of those positions were better than Rory, but he was only 34th in putting, you know? First in greens and regulation, but he just couldn't get it down. He was 62nd in putts per green. That guy's going to put it together at some point, there's no doubt. But that's the difference between course management, you know, experience in the clutch. Coming up 18, Rory was maybe going to make a bad decision if Harry wasn't on the bag, don't you think that was a fascinating conversation?
0: I thought that was that was terrific. It really did give us some insight. And I, again, like kudos, we've we've been complimentary um, since you know the the restart last June about what feels like um, enhanced access to these to the players and and the caddies and these conversations. I don't recall you know the frequency with which we get to get inside the, those chats. And and I know. Good on the tour for, for, you know, condoning that.
1: And for a little while, we were, were, you know, chalking it up to, well, there's no fans, so we can hear it. But it turns out, of course, they just hadn't been miking it the way that they have because there were plenty of fans in Charlotte. And and that conversation was emblematic of why it's so important for a player to have a guy on his bag in the clutch to help him think strategically through his choices. He had a lot of different choices. I mean, would you have made the play that he did? Uh,
0: well, I'm not the right guy to ask because I have no confidence. What uh, my, I would have made the, the play of taking the unplayable and then I would have turned sideways with, you know, a 56 degree wedge and tried to hit it 10 yards into the fairway and then take a hybrid and try and get it to the front of the green with the hybrid and then try and two putt for six. I mean, that, that's what, I, you know, that's what I would have done.
1: I mean, the good thing about the tour is they, they saw this exact situation coming, and made a rule change on eighteen that said, if it goes in on the left, you've got to drop on the left. you can't move it to the right you know you, you you can't move it anywhere on the course, so that put him in a position of having to make decisions about whether he wanted to go up the hill, whether he wanted to go right there and and look anywhere he was going to hit from out of the rough, it was going to be a tough shot. That felt like ball below his feet. But boy, did he catch that perfectly, dropped it on the green. And and he did not seem to be remotely concerned about the possibility of a three putt. His entire focus, he was putting so well, was just, how do I get this thing to the green? If we get it to the green, we win.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And that's that confidence, that old Rory swagger that we were reminded of. He had that swagger through the first 17 holes too. like his up and down for birdie on 14 and on 15 were both sick. And he was in the bunker for for both of them. And he hit insane Rory bunker shots when it was time to go win the golf tournament. I want to pick back up on a thing, the observation you made about the fact that this venue had fans and it didn't have a small number of fans and they weren't quiet fans. It was a big crowd. It felt like, Yep. and it was a loud crowd it felt like and rory said afterwards that it helped booy his whole performance to have that that you know that vibe again
1: yeah and even even more acutely he said i need this yeah i need this right and that's exciting because it means that For all the fun that the last year has been, and we've had a really fun year with golf, with all of these young guys coming into their own and, you know, the post-Tiger world of a lot of parity across, you know, the top 10, 15 players. Anybody can win, but it's going to be high-quality golf. What we know is we've been missing that extra spark that these guys need for those big moments, which just says that as these tournaments continue ahead and and maybe we get fewer self-selecting donkeys at tournaments and more more of a, of a diverse set of fans who don't, you know, burp in the backswing of players and shit uh, that it's going to be really fun as as these guys start to play 2 and 4 the crowd. One thing we got to say about Rory is it's not like he had this entire List of rivals who were nipping at his heels all day. I mean, Keith Mitchell, not super scary. Gary Woodland kind of folded a little bit on the back nine. Victor was in front of him and, and playing well, but you, you could sort of tell he wasn't going to get to nine. Yeah, Keith Mitchell threw it in reverse. Gary Woodland, Gary Woodland, nice to see him back, you know, but I just, it wasn't like there was a really great player making a run here, which I think helped Rory finish this thing off.
0: I agree with you. I think there was a comfort level for Rory, like, and part of that comfort obviously comes from the fact of how well he's played at Quail Hollow, or like right. you know, it, all, all that speaks for itself. And yet another reason why it was dumb of us to not just take you know something last week and just put a little taste on, because you're not going to get twenty to one on Rory again.
1: Did it feel like he was emotional to you at the end? Yeah, sure. With yes. Amanda. Like he, yes. he, he he was choking up a little bit. I mean, we've heard a lot from Rory as a defender of the tour and a spokesperson for the game and the players in these first couple months. Coming in, it was all about the PGL and he made some very strong comments at the beginning of the week about, again, why he believes that the the tour is the place to be and why it's the right thing. But the, there's that subtle subtext underneath when you're not winning and when the game isn't there. Uh, that's clearly been eating at him. And and on Mother's Day, you know, as he said, his, his wife's first Mother's Day, he was thinking about his own mother. He felt, you know, he, he, you could see he was getting a little bit emotional. We haven't seen Rory cry before, uh, but that's about as close as it's been, I think.
0: Yeah. and And it makes sense, right? Like all of the anxiety that goes into, am I ever going to recapture this? You know, yeah. I mean... The last time he won was 2019, so it wasn't like yeah, it's not forever a horrible ago. drought. I no, know. no, no. But you know, for a guy that that's achieved what he's achieved and the expectations that are rightfully we rightly rightfully have for him, which is why I I ask about him every single week. Coupled with you know the first time that is his his wife and and his baby. Got to see him win. I mean, the yeah. baby's not
1: going to remember it. <laughs> no, but... no, the baby was just crying her eyes out. Yeah. But I have to say, House, you've been talking about Rory for the better part of, you know, the fall and the winter. And you've been doing that in part because you've had him as your in your heart of hearts, you've had him as your guy at Kiowa for a long time. You've been looking at this since we really started paying attention to the fact that PJ was going to Kiowa because this is his place does it change how you think about him coming into next week? Is he the odds on favorite? Is he like what does it do to to the way that you've been thinking about this golfer at that course?
0: I, I, I what what scenario under what circumstances, what possible reason could I come up with to not ride with with Rory at at this event, at this venue at this moment? Part of what my interest in Rory emanates from is I believe he, uh, is the most likely to have the most tiger like career over the balance of what's left for, for him. Yeah. If he's healthy w- wins for
1: event, he's the best other than tiger.
0: Yeah. And, and he's now fifth on the list of international players with PGA tour wins. He's still, he's 19th and that makes him tied with Ernie Els. He's one behind Greg Norman, uh, VJ, good on VJ first all the way up at 30 he has 34 wins uh, on tour. but you remember VJ got a you know nice handful in, in his early 40s there. Yeah. so Rory still has plenty of time and I've long held the belief that that Rory was kind of the heir apparent. Now we've had Jordan Spieth we've had Brooks Kepka. Um, you know, guys that are going to go out and win a bunch of majors, cluster up, you know, major wins. Yeah. And but Rory, to me, always feels like a guy that could win five out of the next ten majors. Like there's there's nothing about his 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 skill level, no, to me that forecloses that that possibility. So that's why I had Kiwis, right? That's why I had Kiwis circled because if he gets you know if he gets up to nine or ten. Majors, his place in 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 the annals of the game um you know he's he's already Hall of Fame and all the rest of that the silly stuff, but
1: four majors could, is not enough. He no. should have more and we we agree and 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 so it feels like the next one uncorks him into sort of a later career run, the likes of which we've seen from the Phils, you know and, and others. you know that the length of his career is going to be longer because he's taken better care of his body just scientifically and physically than the guys who've come before him. So he could easily have the kind of run that Vijay did. But for for Rory at this point, it really is about majors. I mean, whether he finishes with 23 or 33 or 43 wins, he's not getting to 82. No. So, so we're not going to think about his position in that way. It's going to be is he up there with the greatest of all time? And to do that, he's got to push himself. He's probably got to double his major count at least.
0: Oh yeah. I I totally agree. It is important again to say out loud, he just turned 32. He was 31 two weeks ago. And if we're looking at like all the guys that are 31 and what's out in front of them in terms of, of uh, duration of, of career, if if they want it right it's it's like because the the money is so good and the tv right. rights money is so good and you know they if they want to to play for another 12 years they these guys can do it no problem at all they're willing to make the the sacrifice in terms of the the physical training yeah so rory plays another 12 years and there's no reason to think at all that he couldn't be is super excellent until yeah. he's 43 he or 44. He seems to love
1: the game. He seems to be inside it. He's a defender, a student of it, so why wouldn't he?
0: Right. Why wouldn't he? Well, so Rory in fact has the lowest odds right now going into the PGA Championship. He's now under 10 to 1. I think That's he's, a tough he was bet. Yeah, well, I mean it would just be some something small to as as a spice a Yeah,
1: I mean, you it's know. It's like it, bacon cu- on the cheeseburger for your birthday. Cu- <laughs>
0: Kind of like, you know, a little bit of a tithing in a way to make up for having missed out on, on, on the previous thing, like a a penance tax. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
1: Let me ask you this. Any other big takeaways from this week as we look forward to Kiowa and the PGA? I mean, Victor has now got six top tens and 16 appearances with a win. He's second in scoring average overall. Uh, You just can't but be impressed with him. He's still got some around-the-green issues, but this guy's playing well. I mean, we saw a lot from Bryson. Man. I mean, I mean he. you know, the, the whole plane flying to Dallas, turning around, coming back, was funny as hell. But I mean, he 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 lost four strokes on approach on in his second round. No wonder he got on the plane to go home. I mean, he lost two and a half, four, and one strokes in rounds one through three. So it's not like he's dialed in there. He hit as many fairways as Rory did, which is to say only a third of his fairways, but he was second in putting. So I don't. those two guys are definitely going to be on the board and people we got to talk about for Kiowa. Uh, Victor, I, I almost like his game better than Bryson right now.
0: Well, Bryson was such a, a curious thing. He, he shot 68 on Saturday, and yeah. that is with a double bogey on 18. Yeah. Like, he was he was poised to shoot the low round of the day yeah. on, on Saturday and could have, like, legitimately at that point been threatening. You know, yeah. he, he he's... I mean, he still finished top 10, but, like... Yeah. His and he name bogeyed would have been 18 on mix. Sunday, too. I, I yeah, mean, that's, this, that's
1: three strokes, and he's suddenly at eight under, and maybe he's in the mix in a different way. So, yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. So, like, you know, crazy reminder of, of the talent that he has. And, you know, there's no reason to think that he can't be successful at Kiowa. I mean, yeah. we don't, I we'll don't learn know. A lot,
1: if, we'll learn a lot about him this week. It's a home game, it's kind of a bomber course it's going to be a 20 under week. Like he's sleeping in his own bed. We're going to well, see what kind of shape he's in.
0: I'm, I'm at, you know, I'm, I, I don't know whether to take anything away from this week or not. As it relates to him, he might not play well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his brain is on Kiowa. And the thing that I'm most interested in as it relates to Bryson with Kiowa is, is he go, does he go around the golf course with the driver in the bag? Because, mm. you know, depending on which way the wind is blowing, it's it's much more important to be able to get to these greens in, in regulation at Kiowa and and positionally be, you know, in a safe place than than, you know, because you you left and right are dead. you you're just yeah. not you lose stroke. You're 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 done if you if you miss left or miss right. There's no coming back, there's no chipping out. You're no, dead I, I, on many
1: holes there. I, I think I saw this morning that now it's going to be the longest major in the history of golf. Is that right? Seventy-eight hundred yards. So longer than Aaron Hills because Aaron Hills was up there. That is what I saw this morning.
0: So I mean, some of that for sure is because there is a certain wind direction where the wind is at your back for a number of the holes. I have played Kiowa a couple times. I played the Ocean Course and had the wind at my back for I you know seven holes, and that makes the golf course suit. You don't have to hit driver. And you can be, you know, if you're accurate at all, you can be down the middle. And then if you hit up, you know, it won't. And I didn't play it in major conditions, obviously. But, you know, scoring what w- was was possible. But I think, you know, it. it's around the green. You know, strokes gained around the g- green is going to be crucial. And, you know, um, strokes gained approach as we talk about uh, what feels like every every single week. Because every golf yeah. course is a second shot golf course. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: seven thousand eight hundred seventy-six yards, longest course in major history, coming in.
0: So whether it plays that way or not, we'll depends. see because it's
1: all about the wind.
0: It's all about the wind. That's exactly yeah. right.
1: Well, listen, we're gonna have time. We're gonna have time to talk about that. But I, I do think Bryson is a curious case right now. He he, I mean, it's not unlike him to miss a bunch of fairways. That's a lot of fairways for him to miss a, a, on a relative basis. But it's the it's losing. Losing strokes to the field significantly on approach is not what we're used to from Bryson.
0: So he's got to get that worked out because if that's the case at uh, Kiowa, he's cooked. Yeah. You just cross him off.
1: Yeah. We're going to have a really interesting couple discussions about, about that major. It's it's going to really be a thinking man's game especially to your point like you just can't miss those fairways it's going to be super long there's going to be a lot of strategy involved it's not going to be like what we saw at winged foot where he can just hit the shit out of it and because bryson's strong he can get the club through the rough and that's how he's going to win because he's a good putter it's exactly. not going to be that kind of a major it involved. is not
0: it is not going to be that kind of a major that's absolutely right that's why i'm fascinated you know if if he has a puts a driving iron in the bag, it's why I made the observation about how how many times do we think we'll see driver out there mm. in his hands? That's all.
1: Well, stay tuned because we're going to talk about that. But we do have an important tournament this week: uh, the Byron Nelson, honoring a guy who is remembered for the wins, even more so than the majors, probably, uh, and what do we think? We got a new course this week. We got DJ doing backflips off his boat over the weekend and then mysteriously withdrawing because his <laughs> knee isn't feeling great <laughs> with a statement that I don't mm. think he could probably, I don't think he knows some of the words that were in that statement. Somebody, somebody smarter than both of us wrote that thing. Uh, and, and it came off. Okay. But it, cause it looked like he was taking it seriously, but I, I don't know what to even make of this week. And certainly what to make a DJ as, as we move again towards Kiowa and his home state.
0: Well, I mean, let's let's quickly dispense with DJ, right? I mean, by now we're all on to him for whatever reason he does want to play there. And it's fine. He's getting ready for Kiowa. It's yeah. important for him to perform well in his home state of South Carolina. He should have a little bit of home field kind of advantage uh, at, at Kiowa. And he doesn't want to go to Texas.
1: Okay. But he seems... could have made that decision Thursday night.
0: <laughs> but look, this Do you is you think his he way. hurt
1: himself on the backflip off way. the boat?
0: This is his way. He definitely did not hurt himself. They okay. they talked about the knee. Yeah. You know, I said, like, come on. It's fine though, because he has to answer to so many different constituencies, sponsors, whatever they did in terms of selling tickets on the idea that DJ was gonna be there. I mean, there there is enough star power. Otherwise, though, well, there is showing up at this. There really is. That it, it, it's fine, but I mean, it is hilarious. This yeah. the 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 dough that we yeah. do with DJ.
1: I know, and and there's just this part of me that wonders how badly. I mean, we just talked about it with Rory. How badly does DJ want to be great? Does he really care about that? I mean, the tears at the Masters told us he really cared about that tournament. But I, I sort of feel like we're in you know, he he's he is this big sine wave on a graph where he's either really up or he's down. And right now I feel like he's complacent. But 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 let's see what happens at Q. I
0: mean, it should have been enough to get the juices flowing at the Masters. I'm mad at him for missing the cut at the Masters.
1: It was weird. He, well,
0: and and hit it, he knew he had to make par uh no, he had to make Birdie on eighteen. To make the cut and he hit his second shot in the bunker. So that's a lack of clarity, focus. He was in the fairway. There's just no excuse for it. Right. And so if you're DJ, you at least have to have the birdie putt. Not having the birdie putt to make the cut on the number at the Masters, that's to me more concerning than, you know, the sort of lackluster commitment. It's a, commitment maybe is the, is the wrong word, but he just does, has not seemed all that um, clicked in. Maybe there is something physical going on with him. Yeah. I, it, it's hard to say.
1: Look, we would have said the same about, about Rory at the Masters too, right? I mean, there's a bunch of guys who missed the cut and then, and then flipped that switch, but we're going we're gonna to learn a lot at Kiowa. Speaking of the Masters, this is the first time that we're going to see Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama who's clearly coming in to warm it up this week before he gets to Kiowa. Do we have any expectations for him whatsoever? No, it's the same. It's always the same
0: with Hideki. I don't expect anything. I will forever regret, you know, at the odds that he was available at going into the Masters, not putting 10 bucks on it, except... What had we seen out of him that suggested he was capable of actually Nothing. getting across the goal line with the putting? The putting is always the thing with him. He did, you know, it, it, it was illuminated over the course of the Masters that he'd gone through and a whole new approach to putting, a new putting coach. He we still yoinked
1: some five footers.
0: And ha, how about this? Here is my view as it relates to Hideki. He won the Masters Saturday afternoon. If there had not been the weather, the weather delay. delay. If the golf course had not changed in the GT way. JT wins? I don't know who wins, but I don't think it's Hideki. I'm okay. not. I think maybe Xander wins. I, I mean, I don't, you yeah. know, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. But I, 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 Hideki more than anybody else took advantage of that opportunity. And good for him. He won the golf tournament Saturday afternoon and then he just hung on for dear life. That's great. Good. For, I'm, I'm happy for him. Well, that's not a knock on him. I thought when you said we're going to lay eyes on somebody for the first time since the Masters, you were
1: talking about brooks kepka well him too and i'm <laughs> fascinated to see how the knee holds up this week look he came into phoenix and we didn't have a lot of expectations and he won the damn thing
0: right i mean we we it's a great field uh, this week with with guys with with major credentials and all kinds of it's i think um measurably the best Byron Nelson Field in maybe a decade because of where it falls on the calendar. And, and the guys clearly, there is something about this venue. They clearly did not like Trinity Forest. No. And there's something appealing about TPC Craig Ranch. Uh, is it, is it, it the seems... Zoysia?
1: I, I have no idea how that grass uh, gets pronounced, but cool. is it it's the Zoysia fairway. It's the spongy-ass fairway that is the easiest-ass grass to play off of, which makes it great for the ball striking.
0: Well, I also think it's like a bunch of the logistics are easier. Like there's, it's easier to get to. It's easier yeah. to park at. Like yeah. a bunch of stuff that was it was difficult a flop at the Trinity last Force. couple of years. Yeah, that's right. So we have a really good field, and this is a venue that has hosted um, made uh, not. I was going to use the word major, important, prominent, professional golf before the Corn Ferry Tour Championship has been competed at this venue um, twice before 2008 and 2012. And there James are Hunt. names. Right. There are names of guys competing this week uh, that, you know, um, performed well in that championship. Mark Leishman being one. Now, it was 2008. That's a long time ago. I I can't remember how old I was in 2008. I don't even think I was was out of my 20s yet.
1: Well, uh, yeah. um, I'm of two minds on this this week because on the one hand, we got Guy we got a guy in Sung Kang who won this tournament the last time it was played, admittedly at another course. But he's a member at TPC Craig Ranch. And he's like, and we're looking at a 20 under week for sure, because you know our, our boy Sobel made a good point, which is yeah. that they're not going to set this thing up too hard. It's it, They've moved it a little bit longer and made it a stock par 72. So the scores are going to be like 20 under this week. But I mean, Sung Kang is like 300 to 1. Like he's the same odds as, as a sponsor exemption guy named Pearson Cootie, which is an all-time Texas name. But, I, you know, he's out there on the one hand. On the other hand, House, what did we learn the last time there was a PJ event in Texas?
0: We, Jordan Spieth likes playing in Texas?
1: We screwed up in Austin at that, at that match play event because we didn't value... The UT guys, and but we didn't value the Texans overall. And that means Speeth, it means Zalatoris, it means Bryson, it means Scheffler. It yeah. might even mean Sergio, although I'm out on Sergio. I think we've I think the Renaissance was the fall, and I don't want to come near him. But I think we got to think about the Texans pretty seriously. Ryan okay. Palmer.
0: Yeah. So let's let's do some of the statistical analysis that a lot of our friends out there um, do. Justin Ray put out that the average for most birdies or better per round in the state of Texas since 2015. So that, yeah. And he, and he, he wants to have a, be a reasonable criteria. So it's a minimum of 20 rounds played the average for most birdies or better per round in Texas since 2015, the list is Jordan Spieth, Brooks, Kepka, Sebastian Munoz Corey Connors, and DJ. Now, DJ mm-hmm. was going to play. Now, DJ's not playing. But uh, those are, you know, some sup- speed not surprising. The, although, interestingly, at this particular event, no matter the venue, at the at t Byron Nelson, the best finish that Jordan yeah, Spieth has ever great. had. He, he he tied for 16th when he was 16 years old. That's I, his I, best
1: finish. I, I walked with him a couple tournaments uh, at the Byron, at, at the course, t- two times before this. And th- th- first of all, this tournament historically has been a frat party, which is fun. But you know, you got all SMU out, and there's a lot of heels and and you know dress ups and and oh. a lot of hardcore drinking. It's it's a it's a fun tournament. My, that's my kind of tournament. Not to say that that is it is your kind of tournament. Not to say that that is a distraction for Jordan. But they're I don't know TPC San Antonio felt like the better place for him to win just because he had the support. But it wasn't like it was in his backyard, and this thing is is like a party in his backyard where he's got to go out and play golf and pretend he's focused on winning the golf tournament. So I, I think that has something to do with it. I, I just I, I don't know what to make of how he's going to play coming out of, coming out of the Masters. I just don't know.
0: I think he's going to play
1: well. I mean, there's no
0: reason for him to not top ten. Uh, I anticipate with each of Speeth, Brooks. Bryson, uh, who else am I leaving out? That's playing in this. That's uh, you know top. I think all of them have their eyes on on Kiowa, right? Yeah. So they're the important thing for those guys. It's is the to, Houston
1: Open before the Masters yes, thing exactly. from days of old. That's yeah. right,
0: a hundred percent right. Yes, so they're content to let somebody else come up uh, and, and grab this thing and shoot twenty two under, and you know, looking at tilting towards players like our buddy Sobel kind of recommended who can make birdies in bunches, right? Guys mm-hmm. who, who have a good birdie or better percentage who have an average of, of a certain number of birdies around guys that have shot, you know, uh, this season rounds under 70, that, that all makes sense to me. And, you know, the names that, that you see on those lists, Daniel Berger um, places high, Sure. On those th- those lists, that's that's not a, su- a surprising thing. Sam Burns, who you know won a few weeks ago, not 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 surprising that he's up there. Bryson's up there. That's not surprising. And then you know that those are just like the top ten of birdie average guys. And then you know he, he they're, they're guys like Spieth and Kepka and Scheffler. What I, and Ryan Palmer's up there too, speaking of all these Texas guys. Mm. What I want to know is, you know, what, how do you build a card? Scotty Scheffler is probably the most obvious guy I think out so. there because he's
1: due, he's young, winning in his backyard makes sense. Uh, yeah, y- y- you got a you group. I mean, one of the featured groups is Spieth, Scheffler, Zalatoris. Yeah. And you right. got to look at that group and think if they're playing well and pushing each other, one of the winners got to come out of that group.
0: It, it it could like this this would be a a, a perfect like uh Zalator's story. Yeah. I mean we 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 expect he he had a miscut uh he Last just missed week. the yeah, exactly.
1: It was uncharacteristic, but And
0: he's been kind of he hasn't really played well since the Masters. Yeah. Um and it's been his driver holding him back, which I think we we regard as kind of a, a, de- a good thing because that that's fixable.
1: Yep, that's a solvable problem. Right. I, I but I, I think you look at Scheffler and Zalatoris, it's hard to point to a guy who's more due for a win. We talked about Abe Answer, but then those two guys. I mean, they are they're the ones who it feels like are gonna step in and win at some point here any minute.
0: Other names down the card that were that I'm I'm seeing that I like. Patton Kazire shows up in a bunch of um, these categories because of um, his ability to string birdies together. Yep. And You know, he has a bunch of rounds under 70, and he was playing well just this most recent week down at Quail Hollow, and then he shot 77 on Sunday. Mm. Um, He he could have easily been in the top 25 until he shot five over. I know six over because of par 71 at at Quail Hollow. So that's a name that I'm seeing uh, show up in, in some of the models and so forth. Do you have any other names like further down the card that, that cu- are appealing to you? I think a
1: couple people to pay attention to. I, I never like to put money on Scott Piercy, but uh, I don't like to put money on anybody. But he was second last time in this tournament, and he was tied for 11th last week. He, he's playing pretty well. So I, I would take a peek at Scott Piercy. There's two guys coming over from Europe who have been playing well that I'm really interested to see. John Catlin, he won two events on the European Tour. He's an American, but he's been playing over there. He's in the PGA. He's coming in now. He's top hundred in the world to 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 sort of warm up. I'm really interested to see him play his first PGA event in a long time. Thomas Peters, who hits the absolute shit out of the ball, is in yeah. on sponsor exemption. The Belgian bomber, yeah, and and he his game has been trending upwards. So I, I'm interested to see what he does on this course, which again is, is fairly receptive. And we talked about it before. I mean, James Hahn, you can get decent odds on the guy. 2012 was the last time, you know, he played this course in an event, but he played really well at the corn Ferry event here. Yeah. Han, Han is one of those on or off players has not been playing great of late, but coming home to this, to this course may, may make a difference for him.
0: I like you giving shout-outs to the two Euro guys. I mean, the two guys coming over, Peters and, and Catlin, because this is going to be a theme you're going to hear out of me all next week. I'm really looking at the Australians and the Euros for good performances at Kiowa. My card is going to have a ton of, of that kind of play mm. on it because of their ability to navigate the adverse conditions of, of, you know, what is truly really links golf at, right. at, 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 Kiowa. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's a combination of not being put out or put off by the conditions plus the, um, you know, the, the, the strategic elements that are called for that. I'm going to be heavy with, with Australians and euros. I'm just telling you right now, I'm warning you right now.
1: Well, th- this is an interesting week because we're really more in evaluation mode than anything else. It's not one of those tournaments where none of the top guys are playing. And so you actually have an advantage to pick some guys if you've been paying attention. So, so this is sort of a mezzo-mezzo week where, where I- I'm really less interested in who wins than I am who's playing well coming out of this week that's going to give us a hat tip to how they're going to perform, as you say, under very different... And very trying conditions in the major that's going to follow.
0: Yeah, and it's what we want. It's what we want out of out of a major. We want we want to see the big boys uh, out of their comfort zone. And and Kiowa is about as different at this time of the year as you're going to encounter um, as, as any kind of major venue possibility.
1: Right. Well, I agree, and I want to see the big boy in his comfort zone, and that's you and your birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so have a good one, my friend.
0: Done and done. I mean, I over under on vodka soda lemonades. Where, where the 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 book has put it at at four, uh, and I you know <laughs>
1: hammering the over.
0: I am getting hammering over there. The I'm getting over. over a little early to the to the round. I mean, I just want to sit down and have a little lunch and get in get into my feels a little bit before we get out there for a nice uh, mid May afternoon stroll. But uh, Nate we'll Dog, do as always. See- I yeah we are going to be in each other's company and we are going to take a lap together on the golf course my friend. Uh, The over under for vodka soda lemonades for that outing is (laughs) off the board. Yeah, they're not. It's not in the single digits. So, um, but look, we have uh, great shows coming up next week. It is a major week, so we know how we get down here on fairway. Roland will have a show published on Monday with storylines and early reads on what might be going on down there. And then Wednesday, uh, unless he has his baby and, and, you know, Justin Ray's wife, God bless her, has been (laughs) holacary this young child of theirs full term here. Uh, If Justin's available, we'll have him. If not, we'll have uh, another very, very impressive and credentialed member of the analytics community on to help us make our, our last minute uh, bets and so forth. And of course, our fairway Roland Doe, our DFS season long, oh yes. based on the four majors, uh, FanDuel um, is sponsoring this. We'll have that contest open up next Monday. Uh, when you wake up Monday morning, go ahead and jump in there and well, actually listen to the podcast and then First. jump in there. And, and maybe uh, build a, a lineup to get into the fairway rolling it's Not too late. If you didn't get into the masters one, you can still kick ass in these remaining three and have a shot at the, the grand prize. No doubt. So all, all that going on next week. And Nate, uh, I suspect we'll probably be getting on some of the, the live action reaction stuff as well. We got in locker room after the Thursday round and the Saturday round of the masters. I suspect we'll have the same thing. We'll just let everybody know. When we're jumping in there, if we're able to do it next week as well, right?
1: Yep, Let's get
0: fired up. It's almost a major week. It's almost a major week. My birdie buddies, my eagle enthusiasts, my par-saving pals, there you have it. Until next week, let's all hit them straight out there.